What's up, everybody? We are back. It is episode two of this week. This is freaking crazy. We've never done this before. How's everybody doing? We got John Thatcher and Daniel. Unfortunately, Charlie having technical difficulties, not here today with us. But nonetheless, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. How's everybody doing? Dude, we're powering through. Let's do it. Week one. I love it. I love it, man. Two shows. I'm enjoying it. I'm excited. Oh, man. And and this is the show where we're going to kind of get into week two of the NFL season. And I am so pumped. I love football. I didn't get enough last week, and I'm not going to get enough this week. But let's get into it. We're going to start with a new sec, a new, uh, a new fun game. Not really a game, just a new thing to talk about. New fun discussion. New fun discussion called fantasy or football. So basically what we're going to do. What does that mean, Carson? I'm so glad you asked, Daniel. Thank you so much. Basically, what we're going to do, Daniel, is we are going to look at some guys that really balled out for week one or maybe didn't ball out for week one. And we are going to say, is this fantasy? Is this fake? Is this kind of a smokescreen? Is this fantasy football? Or is this football? Is this real life? Is this, is this something that we can expect on a consistent basis for the rest of the season? So let's it's get just started. just like what Queen said. Exactly. I don't know what Queen is said, but I agree with you. Is this the real life? Or is this just fantasy? <laughs> now to clarify, which football are we talking? Hit it with are the we movie talking clubs, European football, or are we talking? We're talking football, football three O's, Americano, three O's, Americano. Yeah, Wait, football. Oh, I had to count them out for a second. Who's it? Three O's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go three O's. Three O's. All, All right, right, fantasy so or football? Hit us Benny number Snell, one. Do we think that? that week one was kind of a fluke or do we think that this is something that can and or will happen for the rest of the season? John, I want to hear your opinion first. Um, okay. So I think, I think it's football. I think it's real. Um, I would with James Conner coming back, if he comes back healthy next week, I would love to see them start Benny instead of James Conner and maybe work James Conner in. But I think, Benny Snell gets the hand, gets the start. Um, regardless of healthy, he's got the hot hand right now. Um, so if you're going to do committee back, that's how committee backs work anyways. But I think Benny's the real deal. Um, he didn't really get his chance to shine last year. It was all Jalen Samuels, and Jalen Samuels uh, is more of a catching back. He's not a true running back. So mm-hmm. I, I think Benny Snell's the real deal. I think he looked fantastic. Um, he ran for like 119 yards on like 16 carries. So He had a good day. I think, yeah, I mean, I – I love our O-line. Um, I know Banner got hurt and is done for the year, but I, our O-line's always pretty solid. Um, I have faith in Benny. All right. Oh, no, yeah. I've got fun. Connor on my fantasy team, and I think, honestly, it kind of is painful to watch Benny do that well because I think Connor still has the higher ceiling to me, and I think that's pretty clear, but Benny has a great floor. I think he's a solid runner. He's very consistent. I think – he definitely is very talented. So I think at least for Pittsburgh, there's there's comfort in knowing that you have a really good backup with Benny. Mm-hmm. But as a Connor owner, it's kind of like, oh, dang, Benny's a good backup. We, yeah, there's I no think, reason yeah. to rush back. Yeah, I think it'll be fantasy. I mean, this is your first game. I mean, James Connor got a little tweak. I mean, yeah, they're both really good running backs, and I couldn't agree more that um, James Connor has a higher ceiling. So I think he'll be back in the next few games. I think they'll go straight for him. We'll give him another shot. And I think he'll prove everybody wrong. I'm just going to say that. So, you know what, Thatcher? I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm going to be right in the middle. I'm going to say it's both. And I think that it's based on your perspective. So I think that if you 
are expecting the exact same thing that you got from week one where he is like the main guy and now the first string running back, I think that's fantasy. I think that as long as James Conner is healthy, he is going to be the guy. But realistically, James Conner is not a healthy player. So I think that we're going to see a lot of Benny Snell a lot more than we want to for James Conner owners. Um, and so I think that if you're, if you're holding on to Benny Snell as a handcuff, um, then I think that he's going to ball out for you when you get the opportunity to play him. But when James Conner is healthy, Mike Tallin already said and committed to James Conner as the bell cow back. Uh, and so if James that was Conner before, healthy, I, he didn't practice today though. So I don't, I'm not super worried about it. Juju and, and we'll Deontay see. Johnson didn't practice either. I think it's just kind of a, like a, yeah, kind of a ben starter day off situation. Didn't so. Either, so we didn't have a preseason. So I think these first couple weeks, yeah. it could be kind of rough for a lot of teams. Yeah. It's probably going to exactly. be some going things out. Yeah. So let's, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about James Robinson running back for the Jaguars. Um, do we think that this is fantasy or football? Daniel, I'm going to start with you. I kind of regret not trading for him. I actually looked at him a couple times in the offseason, was, was in the process of maybe working a deal and, and didn't pull the trigger, and I'm regretting it. I think right now with Jacksonville, there's no established running back. I think James Robinson can step into that role. He performed very well in that first game. They don't have a guy to go to, so I think he's going to continue to get a good amount of touches, and I think he's going to make the best of them and earn that starting spot. So I think this is, uh, I think this is legit. This is football. Yeah, I'm with you. That's yeah, I think it's legit too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, everything. I mean, we didn't have preseason. They're testing. Their, I mean, Chris Thompson and I mean James Robinson. You're, they're both going to probably get touches. I think James Robinson. I mean, he's the younger guy. I mean, he looks pretty promising. So I'm, I mean, I think it's the real deal. So. Yeah, I'm going to side with you on. I'm going to say this is legit. This is football. He had 16 carries. Now, granted, he wasn't the most efficient. But he isn't – I think he's an undrafted rookie. And so he's not the fastest. I think he ran a 4-6. Um, and so but, – but the big difference here is that this is not a guy that you're going to plug into your starting lineup and expect, you know, Derrick Henry kind of numbers, you know. Right. This is a guy that you can plug in uh, as a spot start, maybe a flex, because you know he's got guaranteed workload. It's going to be maybe similar to Frank Gore. You know, if Frank Gore is the only guy in that backfield, he's going to get, you know, 15 to 20 touches just because he's, yeah. he's there, you know. He's, he's a walking, breathing human being. Uh, and James Robinson happens to be the best running back in that backfield, so I think this is legit. Jonathan – or Jonathan. John, do you have anything? <laughs> I've heard that one in a lot. Like I don't think I've ever heard yeah, that from John's Oh, yes, like ma'am. What do you want? Um, <laughs> I See, I, I want to say football. I don't want it to be a fluke. Um, I really do want it to be football. But I think the Jags just kind of caught everyone – off guard so I could see it I could see 100% being fantasy um I could see Chris Thompson just coming in and just taking the reins next week or this coming week however you want to say it so I think I think they test their options um we'll see I know that Chris Thompson was barely used barely used yeah so I think um especially just because they're trying to figure out how their offense is going to go I know they're using Chenault as a runner also so he could very easily step in as more than Kareem Hunt as a catching back and a wide receiver. So I think they're just going to test their options. So I'm saying fantasy. I don't think you're going to get your same production. I want to see what happens in the next coming weeks as well. I think James Robinson is one of those guys. You'll be happy if he falls into the end zone because he's not going to get a lot of targets because Chris Thompson is there. Chris Thompson is not going to run the ball a lot, but he will get the majority of the targets uh, from the running backs. Uh, So if James Robinson falls into the end zone, then he's going to be, they're going to be happy. All right, Malcolm Brown, fantasy or football? John, you start us off. 
Uh, I think it's football. Yeah. I think he had a great showing. Um, he had a solid showing as well. It wasn't great. just he. It wasn't like a, in a PPR format. Yeah, I think he had a fantastic week. I think he shows up, keeps running well. I mean, the Rams show that they can have a productive running back. Although, I know that they are kind of committing to a committee. Um, I think they might have learned their lesson from just working Todd Gurley real hard. So I think they're going to be a little bit more conservative. I know they have Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson, but I am saying football. I think Malcolm Brown is going to show up and he's going to show up real well. I, you know, I'll go next. I'm going to say football for now. And the reason I say that is because I'm right now I'm looking at Malcolm Brown versus Cam Akers, who's the guy they drafted in the second round out of Florida state. Uh, Malcolm Brown had 18 rushing attempts and had four targets. Uh, and he, I think he did. He have a, I think he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, and so he had a ton of points, two rushing touchdowns. He had a ton of points. Um, he was very good. And he was the main guy in that backfield. But I, what I will, the reason I say for now is because the same thing happened last year. Malcolm Brown came out and took the first snap of the, of the 2019 season above Todd Gurley. Um, now, granted, uh, Cam Akers is not Todd Gurley, at least not yet, as far as we know. But I did not know that Cam Akers had 14 rushing mm-hmm. attempts. I thought he that he would have had less. Had the and lot. so that's only four less. I mean, I know that that's just simple math. 18 minus 14 is four. But nonetheless, I mean, uh, I think the big difference is that Cam Akers rushed for 2.8 yards a carry. And if Cam Akers is able to get that number up, then I think that we're going to see a switch. I think we're going to see a, eventually a switch to Cam Akers. Um, now, does that switch come sooner rather than later? I don't know, which is why I think that this is football now. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, think it's – Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, okay. So nice. Okay. All right, Patrick, gonna, you go. <laughs> all right. I was just going to say, like, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, Cam, Cam Akers is a young guy. He's not Todd Gurley. I think it's football. I think they're going to rely on Malcolm Brown. He showed up and basically nailed it right on the head. Go ahead, Daniel. Daniel. Well, you, okay. You add? I, I kind of am leaning with you, Carson, but I think I'm leaning more towards the fantasy end. I think – uh, Malcolm Brown is, is very solid. I think he's a great backup and he can fill in where he's needed, but I think we're going to start to see this start to shift more in Cam Akers way. Uh, Malcolm Brown is, is kind of the more experienced veteran. And so I think they kind of leaned on him game one, but I think, you know, even next game and into game three, I think we're going to start to see that carry shift equal out and then turn towards Cam Akers favor. So I think it is kind of, you know, this was a football game, you know, he played really well. But I think this is this is a fantasy thing. I don't think it's going to last. So I think if you've got Malcolm Brown and maybe you put him in that week one, you know, congrats. I don't know if week two you're going to feel all that good about starting him. But, um, you know, I think that's just – I think it's going to be a committee backfield, and I think yeah. Cam Akers at the end of the year is going to be the guy you want in your team. So I think if you can flip Malcolm Brown <clears throat> for somebody that is the bona fide number one guy on their team who maybe is underperforming or maybe one of those middle-tier guys, then I think you should see if you can make that trade. But we're going to yep. move on. We're going to talk about Corey Davis. Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Titans. He was like the sixth yeah. overall pick in like the 2015 draft, something like that, uh, maybe 2016. Yeah. He had eight targets, caught seven balls for 101 yards, and had 17 fantasy points. Um, he outscored A.J. Brown by like 14 points. He was the leading guy for that team. Daniel, do you think this is fantasy or football? I literally just traded him like a week ago, like – I, I just don't believe this is going to be a, a, a consistent thing. Corey Davis, like two years ago, had a decent fantasy output for the season. He still had his spiked games and then the games that he was really, really bad. So I think 
maybe he gets a little bit better. I think Brian Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball more this year for the Titans, but I don't think you can count on Corey Davis very consistently. I think maybe you get some flex plays out of him. So I think I'm leaning more towards the fantasy end. I think this is one of Corey Davis's, you know, random games where he kind of shines, but then he's going to hide in the shadows again for a couple weeks. 100% behind that. Um, I'm saying fantasy. And, I mean, if, if you want proof, um, go to last year. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He had two, uh, three eight-point weeks, two 20-point weeks, and everything else was seven and under. So this could be one of those 20-point weeks, I think. He's also had a hamstring issue. He's been listed with questionable for a hamstring issue, played through it last week, and is still having that this week. So I – I don't see it happening. I think Derrick Henry is going to get fed. They have A.J. Brown yeah. who's going to get fed, and I think this is just a, a good week for Corey Davis. I, I don't see it happening again. I think that he – I think this is fantasy. Um, he's going into his fourth year in the NFL. He was a first-round draft pick, and he's never been relevant on a consistent basis, on a predictable basis. And so I think that this is fantasy. I think that yeah, A.J. Brown is still the number one guy. It's really tough. Yeah. A.J. Brown apparently had some kind of injury. I don't really remember what kind of injury he had, but I think that it slowed him down. Um, and so I think that A.J. Brown is going to be the number one guy. Uh, I think Corey Davis, apparently, I mean, apparently he's good enough. If the quarterback can get him the ball, maybe it's a Marcus Mariota problem. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is fantasy. Um, he's really, I mean, this is his fourth year and he's never been relevant. So I want to see him prove it to me first before I, uh, I commit to him. Thatcher, do you have anything you want to add before we move on to the next guy? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, they're going to feed Derrick Henry. I think just because they gave him a lot of touches and just chance because it's like a preseason game almost, but that's just what, how I see it. But, yeah, just everything else, y'all, what y'all said, I think it's fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to talk Darius Slayton, wide receiver for the New York Giants. This is a tricky one because they have three – uh, receivers that are all very good, and nobody really knew who the number one was going to be. Uh, Thatcher, do you think that this is fantasy or football? He had nine targets, six receptions for 102 yards, and two touchdowns going into his second year with the New York Giants. So, I'm going to say... Yes. Yes. Someone's stolen. Suspense is killing Hang me. Hang on. I think. Hang on. Wait a minute. It's gonna be football, dude. Oh. I think. I think it'll be. I think he'll show up, dude. It's the Giants. You know, Danny Dimes. Danny the, Dimes did you just gonna... justify that with? It's the Giants. I mean, I mean, they got Danny Dimes. There's some work to improve there, but Dimes. I think. I think it's football. I think it'll. It'll last. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, I think that it's football. Uh, he led, <clears throat> he tied for the lead in targets with, surprise, surprise, Saquon Barkley. Um, uh, and then, let's see here, Evan Ingram, I think, had six or seven targets, and the same for Sterling Shepard. And so he led the team. He also had a long bomb touchdown, which helped him out a lot. Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, he did have a second touchdown, so that helped <laughs> as well. Even more. Um, but, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, I, I think that this is football, but I, I think that we need to adjust our expectations. Um, I think that even though he may be the better receiver out of the three, uh, I think that he's going to be relatively boom bust because that's how he was last year. He's kind of a touchdown or bust kind of guy. Um, I believe he had like eight touchdowns last year, but six of those came in three games and then the rest of them came, the, the other two came in the other, you know, however many games are left. Uh, sporadic games, yeah. Yeah, 13 other games. So very sporadic. 
Um, but I, I do think this is football, uh, but you need to adjust your expectations for a boom bust kind of flex option. Yeah, that's fair. I think the line or not, sorry, the giants are kind of a tough offense because they do have several weapons. Sterling Shepard's pretty solid. Golden Tate has, has been a pretty consistent player overall, but I don't think with Danny dimes at your, you know, as your quarterback and just in the giants offensive scheme that you can really trust him as a receiver too often. I think he's like a, a better Deshaun Jackson for, for the modern NFL. I think he's got some good boom bust potential, but yeah, I think he as a player is legit. I don't think I trust the offensive enough to put him in a, in a better place. So yeah, I think, I think it's football. I think he is going to be consistent this year. I see him taking a step forward. Um, he had, I mean, he had an incredible game when no one else really could. And Saquon is going to open up passing for them. I think he takes a step forward. I don't think he dropped a 28-point week every week, but I think it's not going to be sporadic. I think he'll be the man. But I think it's football. All right. Well, we're going to go into a little bit of a rapid round so we can move through this. We've got about four more names, uh, and we're just going to say one quick line for each of us. Ronald Jones. I think that this is football. Um, He had 17 carries, three targets. Um, I say football because he only had 10 points. I don't think you can expect more. Whichever uh, running back falls into the end zone that week is going to be the good one. Um, But I think they're going to get Leonard involved. But I say football because your expectations need to be exactly where they were for week one. Yeah, I think Ronald Jones is is that type of player. I don't think he's a star running back, but I think he's a solid starter. And I think he's going to get you fairly consistent production. I think it's legit. It's football. Yeah, uh, I think it's football um, for now. I'll go with that football for now option. I think I want to see if they get Fournette more involved, but it's football for now. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and just be the opposite. I'll say fantasy. I'm just kind of, I'm still kind of nervous about Fournette being there, and with all the weapons Tom Brady has, I think they're going to pass mainly, so he might might not get as many targets. But that's all I have to say. Okay, well, we're going to move on to Deontay Johnson. Um, <clears throat> He had, let's see here, he had, he led the league in the league. He led the team in targets, had 10 targets, um, caught six of them for 57 yards, no touchdown, finished with less than 10 points. The targets are encouraging, uh, but I will say this is going to be football. I think that he could lead the league or the team in targets. Uh, So, um, yeah, football. I think it's football. I think it's just a weird game um, with Big Ben. They're just getting used to each other. Um, he didn't really play with them last year at all. So, I think it's football. I think him, I see him taking another step forward as well now that he's got a better arm as a quarterback. I want to say football for my fantasy sake. So <laughs> Yeah, I've got him yeah, in two I, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was just a weird game. So, I think it's football. Yeah, I think with Deontay Johnson, important. it's kind of like it's nice because you have Juju who pulls kind of the more the, the stronger defensive players. But Deontay Johnson is very talented and he's young, and I think he's going to get more looks. So I think he's a solid option for fantasy to stream. So, no doubt. All right, Naeem Hines, John, fantasy or football? Fantasy. Ooh, fantasy. Uh, oh, I do not see him performing like he did again. I know that Phillip loves to throw to his running backs, but I do not see him performing like that again. I think he had a great game. I think everyone expected Mac to come in and perform, um, but I see, I honestly see T- him and Taylor taking more of a split, and I see Taylor getting more involved now that they're kind of pushed into using their rookie. I think they're going to try and slowly work him in, but now I see them going, well, now we have the opportunity. Let's send him in. Yeah. Daniel? 
Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's still a really young player, and so there's still lots of growing potential. With Jonathan Taylor, they really brought him in to be the guy. So I guess I'm not high on Hines, but, you know, I think he's kind of a wait and see. So I think right now I'm saying this is fantasy, but I'm not completely discounting his production at all. I think he does have solid potential. And with Phillip Rivers as quarterback, that can continue to grow. So fantasy for now. Thatcher? For the sake of time, Daniel said what I was going to say. So... All right. Well, I'm actually going to go against the grain. I'm going to say this is football. Phillip Rivers has a history of throwing to his running back. Uh, I don't think he's going to get as many rushing attempts. He had seven attempts for 28 yards uh, and one rushing touchdown. I don't think you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, He's not going to really have those rushing touchdown uh, attempts, but eight targets. He did catch all eight. So that number Mm. could go down. uh, So he might be boom bust. I think you can expect the Darren Sproles-esque kind of player. He's uh, going to be valuable in, in point per reception. Otherwise, um, maybe maybe trade high. All right, last name on the list, high-profile name, Robert Gronkowski, fantasy or football? Are, wait, wait, are we – so he busted. So are we – is it football saying that it's going to stay busted or is it fantasy that he busted and that he's going to perform? Fo- saying football would mean that you would expect the week one result for the rest of the year. Okay, well, then okay. football. I, I do not see him performing. I think a year out of the league – does it hurts you a lot more than people think you're out of practice you're out of getting hits you're out of touches I think a year out hurts him I think everyone expected him to come in have this great relationship with Tom and I just see they've already got two tight ends that are fantastic they've got Cameron Braid and OJ Howard who are both fantastic tight ends I think I don't I don't see him performing yep I'm gonna sit there I'm gonna agree with you John uh they have too many tight ends um Maybe he gets some red zone attempts. Good luck figuring out which week he falls into the end zone. This is football. You're not going to get a lot from Gronk. Get, honestly, you can cut him. Yeah, I'm there too. I think O.J. Howard is the guy you want out of the tight end group. I think he's going to be the most consistent option, provided he stays healthy. I think he's got the most talent on that team for tight end. So I think if you're going to go with a tight end on a team, you should take O.J. Howard. I think Gronk is, is not going to get you much more than a touchdown-dependent option. So. Yeah, taking a year off, and plus he's 30. I mean, and you're on a new team, and they're, I watched them when I saw them. There was, like, no chemistry. So I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's the very beginning of the year, but you got two talented tight ends. And so, yeah, I'd say I'd say football. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. This is the first time we've tried out the fantasy or football segment, but we're going to move on to our week two starts, sits, and highlighted matchups. Uh, John, who are you planning on starting this week? I am going to start Michael Gallup. Um, I see him performing very, very well against uh, Falcons secondary. That led up the fourth most fantasy points to opponent wideouts in week one. Um, It was 229 yards, one touchdown to Seattle. Um, And they brought in, what was it? It was 88.3% of their targets. So I think with more options, so that's just you're guarding Tyler Lockett, you're guarding DK. I see with more options actually opens up Michael Gallup. Um, I wanted to put CD like I did last week, but um, with the drops and him just still being a rookie, I don't know if I can rely on him a second week. Um, I I was really high on him, really wanted him to perform well, but I think he's still kind of getting those those first game jitters out of him. So I'm seeing something similar to what DK had last week of the 95 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then Blake Jarwin is out and he's really well at catching. So I those targets have to go somewhere. And obviously yeah. some will go to Zeke, some will go to whoever tight end they use, but the rest have to go somewhere. So 
I, yeah, I think this could Michael be a high-scoring game, so well. I like that call. Um, the ball's got to go to somebody, and it can't just go to Amari Cooper. So I like that call. Thatcher, tell us about your guy that you're starting. My boy, Emmanuel Sanders. So they're playing the uh, Oakland Raiders, and so not, not too solid of a defense. Um, with Michael Thomas being out with the ankle injury, uh, it's, he could possibly be their number one um, wide receiver, Drew Brees. And, I mean, I know – a lot of those targets are going to go to Jared Cook and Traquan Smith, but I think Manuel's going to come out and show out. He's going to put up a lot of good numbers. So I like it. I think that he yeah. could definitely slide into a flex option. Daniel, who is going to be your start this week? Yeah, I've got Marvin Jones. Um, I think you sure you're not pretty... biased? No, I'm not on this one. <laughs> I usually – I kind of steer clear of Lions players overall. I mean, obviously, Kenny Galladay is a pretty solid bet. I would almost never take their running backs, but – Marvin Jones, I think, especially if Kenny, Kenny Galladay sits out, is like almost a wide receiver one for this coming week against Green Bay. They're going to have to oh. throw the ball. Um, Marvin Jones has a lot of potential, and he's really stepped up when he's needed to, when they've been missing players. I think he's a great option to stream this coming week. Um, you know, I think you can expect to get a solid 15 points at least out of him for this coming matchup. So. I love it. I love it. All right, well, my start this week is going to be Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Um, the Texans are, are typically not very good against receivers uh, or running backs or tight ends or anybody really. And so you can fire up pretty much anybody you want on the Ravens. But as I would say especially Marquise Brown because um, it's pretty much the, the Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown show with Lamar Jackson. Nobody else is really that involved. Um, and so, you know, especially players like him, T.Y. Hilton always dusts the Texans. The Texans have a problem with, with speed receivers uh, and giving up deep balls um, in those medium routes. And so I think that you can expect a lot from Marquise Brown. I myself am personally starting him above David Johnson. Uh, so Good call. Um, yeah, big fan of Marquise this week. Uh, let's start with sits. Um, I'll just keep it rolling. I'm going to, I'm going to sit Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin Gordon is playing the same defense that Saquon played last year or excuse me, last week. week. And, and Saquon couldn't get above 10 yards and Saquon is a lot better than Melvin Gordon. So um, if Melvin Gordon wants to have any kind of relevance, it's going to have to be in the passing game like Saquon did. And I just I, – I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that Drew Locke is going to have to pass it downfield. He is very pass-happy lately, so um, I'm going to be sitting Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's probably a good move. John, who I are you – You know what, Daniel? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I was just oh, go, but I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say go ahead and sit Sony Michelle. And for that matter, you might as well include James White in that picture too. I think right now with Cam Newton at the helm, the running game in New England is not something you want to be, you know, putting in your starting lineup. I think there's too many question marks. Um, I think, you know, if we're going to see any running, it's going to be from Cam Newton or they're going to need to chuck the ball down because they're, they're down in the game. So I think – Right now, at least, with all that uncertainty, you shouldn't be starting Sonny Michelle or James White. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Thatcher, who are you going to sit this week? I said Keenan Allen. Um, whenever I saw them play the Bengals, it looked like Michael Williams was more of their uh, their main target wide receiver one. And then also, I mean, Austin Eckler showed up, but I don't, I don't trust in Ty- Tyrod Taylor's passing ability really. I, mean, I don't know. He did think- have eight targets though. He did have eight targets. He did. But I just – I mean, especially this week, I don't think he's going to be as productive as they're facing the Chiefs. But that's just what I'm looking at. So. Cool. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't I'm hate it. I'm behind it. it. Yeah. 
I don't trust I don't trust him either. So I'm also kinda of biased. I'm kinda of mad at him this week and he only got me seven points. All right, John, who are you sitting? Uh, I'm actually sitting Hayden Hurst. I know everyone was mm. big up on him. Uh, I know he's for Atlanta. I know that they throw the ball a lot. Um, but he's fourth or fifth option, depending on how you want to look at it. Right now, he's fourth in way of throwing. Um, so that was Julio, Calvin Ridley, and then Russell Gage stepped up and claimed that third spot. So that puts him yeah. fourth. And then as far as offense goes, you can include Todd. So that pushes him down even further. So I think fifth option, just it doesn't, it's not there. Um, I, Higby on the Rams was kept quiet. Uh, he played uh, 65 of the 73 snaps. He was there the entire yeah. game and didn't do anything the entire game. So I think Cowboys run it back, hold the Titans quiet, and it's going to be a shootout, but it's going to be a shootout because of the wide receivers, not because of the Titans. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, we're going to move into our highlighted matchups. Um, we're basically, so what we're going to do is like we said last week, all of us, we're going to, we're going to, uh, pick a winner and a loser for every single game of the season end of this week. Um, but we're just going to highlight one that we really want to talk about. Um, uh, Thatcher, tell us about the matchup that you want to talk about. So I had a quick clutch change, dude. I think the Texans are going to turn around. I think the Texans wide receivers are going to learn how to catch this week. And I think they're actually going to beat the Ravens as well, card, dude. Wow. Kind of- oh, you said beat the Ravens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to beat the Ravens, dude. Carson, are you behind us? Lamar's going to – he's not going to show up. Dude. Carson's <laughs> nodding his Lamar head is not going to show up. Yes. He's not going to show up. I wish you could You could see me. You could hear what my head is doing. But I am shaking my head no as quickly and aggressively as I can. The Texans will begin the year 0-3, 0-4. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I just love starting off strong. Yeah, I love that. Um, Definitely. John, tell us about your, your matchup. Okay, so my matchup that I am actually interested in is Washington versus Arizona. Um, so they both won. I have my money on Arizona winning, but I want to know if both were kind of a fluke. I know that they beat so they beat the strong 49ers defense uh d hop actually set a career high receptions at 14 of 16 targets mm-hmm. so i want to know if they run that back um and just keep feeding d hop or they start to spread so i kind of i kind of want to know if they're gonna their offense was that strong but then washington showed up incredibly strong their defense looked dominant through the game um chase young looks fantastic their d line could be arguably top five in the league Secondary is kind of sketch, but D-line is top five. I don't know if their offense can find something. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. I want to watch this game and, and see whether first week was a fluke or if both teams are actually looking strong this year. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how this game turns out. I mean, I'm expecting Arizona to win by a lot, um, but I I'll be interested too, but... to see if, if Washington can step up and be competitive because they're one of those teams where I would have been surprised if they won more than five games this season. So, um, Daniel, tell us about your matchup. Yeah, Jaguars and Titans. Jaguars somehow pulled out this crazy win last week, and I'm just like, I'm loving it. I'm just feeding off the Gardner Minshew energy. I'm kind of hoping that that him and that mustache pull off another crazy win this week. I don't think they're the favorites for this Titans game, but I think it still should be a fun game to watch. I think that the Jaguars do have some weapons on offense, and I think, you know, they've managed to put together some pretty good games 
um, whenever Gardner has been the starting quarterback. So I think this should be an interesting game. Also, you know, we're still kind of figuring out what Ryan Tannehill is going to look like over a full season. So I don't know that you can really say that this is a guaranteed win for either team, but I think I'm kind of hoping that the Jaguars take this one. I'm excited to watch this game. Wow. I think we've got a lot of upsets. I mean, I think uh, you, so you're taking the Jaguars and that's just taking the Texans. Um, I am, I am going to go with the grain. My matchup is New England at Seattle. Um, I actually don't know who's favored for this game, but I am taking Seattle. I think that Seattle will win this game. Um, Seattle's favored. I, I don't want to say easily it. because Bill Belichick is a magician and a sorcerer, um, and Sauron maybe and maybe is Sauron himself. But nonetheless, um, I think that Seattle's offense is just going to be too overpowering. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And it really seems like they let him loose in week one and just let Russ cook. And so I really hope that they do that again. Chris Carson looks great. Um, and we've seen Carlos Hyde with the Texans be able to get the job done. And so if Carlos Hyde is called upon, I think that he will be able to get the job done. Uh, I, I, I was a little skeptical with Cam Newton because he didn't throw the ball too often. Um, he was kind of running the football. Top notch, though. Do you don't think they'll hold the Seahawks? I think that they have the ability to hold the Seahawks, but ultimately uh, I think that the Seahawks will win. Now, I don't know if that's going to be by 10 points or if that's going to mean Russell Wilson uh, in the two-minute drill. But nonetheless, I'm taking the Seahawks. I think that you can start pretty much everybody you want to. Obviously, sit the, the, the New England running backs, but um, – uh, if you want a sneaky start and starting like a guy like Nikhil Harry, I think you can because I think the the Patriots are going to have to try and keep up with the Seahawks. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those games where you're right. The New England defense is going to push Seattle really. It's going to make it more of a game than it probably should be, but that's still going to require Cam Newton and the Patriots to put up some points because Seattle's force is strong. I, I don't know. I got faith in Cam. I I see it. I like him. I don't know against. Uh, Against some of these top tier teams, how he's gonna how he's gonna compare? We'll so see. I actually have pats. Have I actually have pats on this game, but well, I will be I will be really interested to see how that game ends up. That's gonna be one of my favorites to watch. Do y'all have any other favorites that you're that you're really really looking forward to this week? I mean, every week I'm obviously looking forward to the Steelers. Um, yeah. But honestly, I'm interested in watching it for the Broncos um, for Drew Locke. I'm curious to see how he develops if he does. Everyone yeah. is behind him. I, I want to see if he's there. I know he'll get a challenge this week with the Steelers defense. So we'll see. I want I'm I don't know. I'm just curious to see if he is the real deal or if he's a bust. I want to see they got him the weapons. They set him up for success. Let's see if he let's see if he can step up into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I know that I'm really excited to see the Cowboys and the Falcons. I think that that could be a slugfest. I think that the Cowboys will probably win that game because they have the better defense. But, you know, uh, Atlanta could have 600 yards of offense and still lose this game. Um, That's the problem. Do you but, see the 49ers dropping the game against the Jets? No chance. There's absolutely zero chance. Zero I, I legitimately chance. think there is absolutely zero chance that the 49ers could lose this game. I mean, I, I, I genuinely oh, no, think dude. that the only way the 49ers could lose the game is if they didn't play it. Their offense is not there. I think if the Jets score and they manage to score, they may pull it out. The problem is that there is a legitimate possibility that the Jets don't score more than three points. I, but that may be all it takes. If their defense can hold them 
it may be like a six to three win. I have faith in Raheem Mostert breaking off. I have more faith in Raheem yeah. Mostert beating the entire Jets by himself with with like two hundred yards on the ground than the Jets winning this game. There's no chance. I hope so. <laughs> I'm really excited to see see how the Colts bounce back. I want to see if Philip Rivers um, can get the deal done, and I'm uh, and I'm excited yeah. to see the Panthers. I want to see how they fare against the Bucks. Um, are there yeah. any other matchups that y'all? It'd be kind of a shootout, I think. Yeah, and it'd be kind of cool to just see, you know, what Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he had a decent game last week, and yeah, they he put threw up the some, ball some deep a points, lot. So he did, which is why Robbie Anderson. And had he was looking game. really he was good looking at that deep yeah. ball, which is kind of weird. Yeah, very as a, rare as a for new him. quarterback. Usually, you're kind of like, let's lean on these slot options and just. He's historically more conservative. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be interesting to watch his development, and, and based on last game, I think we're just going to see him chucking the ball everywhere. So yeah, I'm curious to see how the Bucks bounce too. I don't I don't know. Where if if they drop this game too, I am scared for the rest of their season. If they win this game, I mean, good, and that kind of gets them back on track. But if they drop this game, that's an 0 and two start, and I I don't know. It's not looking good for them. So yeah, yeah. I haven't we seen will see. Two gloves in a while, so I'm excited for that. that All my I record. know is that I am excited for Sunday. Sundays are my cheat days from now on, and I'm going to eat some really, really terrible food and watch some really, really good football. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, baby. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap us up. This is the first ever uh, two-episode week that we've week. done. And, you know, um, we're kind of gassed. We've got 16 more of these to go. So I'm pretty excited. But um, that's going to be it for this week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure to check us out on social media at BeWaterboys where you can stay up to date and never miss a show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating or review on iTunes. Uh, Tell a friend, uh, get involved with us on Twitter. Um, We're going to be posting polls for our drafts that we do in the first episode of the week. Um, Unfortunately, we're not going to do two drafts a week um, because we want to really, really hammer in football um, on, I want on the John to win episode. too many drafts. So <laughs> that's right. Um, make sure you stay up to date with us on our social media at Be Waterboys Instagram and Twitter. Never miss a show. Guys, we did it. We did it. We're done here. You ready for the third episode? Hey. <laughs> I don't know if I could do a third <laughs> one. Guys. I don't know if I could do a third one. But that's going to be it for us. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.